Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right. And to make sure that we are on task and not saying stupid negative crap, we are making this a drinking game. Uh-huh. So anytime, well, there it goes, John, cracking beer number two. Anytime you hear this sound, <laughs> that buzz means that we're drinking. We hope that you drink along with us at home. Yeah. So, pour yourself a glass, and we're going to talk about some films we love and some films we should have seen by now. That's should've right. But before, Jeff, why the fuck are you holding a recorder? Oh, yeah. Is that a recorder? Yeah, yeah. That was a recorder, yeah. I just have instruments lying around. Don't, don't you um, threaten me with bad music. <laughs> Before we get into what we're uh, what we're up to this week, I think we should get right to our special guests. Can we yeah. introduce Jack? Thanks, guys. Yes, Good. Jack Daniel, K104.7 guest. He has been with us before. You may have heard him on the episode of The Verdict and yes. Grease 2. Yes, you that was hilarious. That infamous Grease 2 episode. Jesus yeah. Christ, I'm sorry. I hope you still don't have nightmares about that. Uh, and you also <laughs> were with us on a really, really, really fun episode where we did horror movies. It was our Halloween episode. Yes. yes. Welcome back, my friend. I'm happy Time to be here. Three. Awesome, I, awesome, awesome. I did my homework this afternoon. I watched <laughs> Army of the Dead. <laughs> yes. yes. On a Sunday afternoon. Oh, yeah. Way to go. That's awesome. Well, well, John, why don't we do some shout outs while we're here, too? Let's do some shout outs. Let's get them out of the way because we love these guys. We're so thankful for them. We have a beer sponsor. His name is Carlos Barozzo. His handle on Instagram is CBarozzo Bar 2019. That's C B A R R O Z O B A R 2019. And if you're digging the music, with the beginning, middle, end of this episode, and every single episode is provided by the artist Dasein. That's Dasein, D-A-S-E-I-N. If you want, you can head on over to soundcloud.com forward slash Dasein dash artist, and you can download all of this music for free. So hit it. And as always, if you could please, please, please rate, review, subscribe, like, love, all those fucking things. We are at the Love of Cinema Pod on every single platform except for Twitter. Just at the Love of Cinema there. Please come at us. Jeff, let's do it, dude. All right. So um, in the midweek, we're going to be dropping our second episode of the week in which we are going to be talking about Jack's favorite movie of all time, as he announced on our podcast the last right. year, yeah. which mm-hmm. is going to be the second entry into our new segment, Should Have Seen That By Now. It was one that I suggested because here's how this went down. Jack said The Sting was his favorite movie. And John goes. Say, that's a great, that's a great favorite, favorite movie. movie. Yeah, John, have you, John, have you ever seen this thing before I today? Have, dude, I actually, I was gonna call Dave before this. I was like, please cut out the clip, get it there, so just play it as soon as we introduce this of me saying, "Oh, that's a great pick, dude." You should. Oh my god, I love that movie. Should have seen that by now. It. I saw it when I, I saw it when I was a kid on television. That doesn't fucking count uh, for anyone who thinks that counts. That doesn't fucking count. I have never sat whoa, down whoa, and watched whoa. it in its entirety. So, no yes, sh- I am going no to say for the shame. sake of this segment and my sake of my adulthood and my movie loving, you know, fanship, I have never seen this movie entirely. So I'm excited to say I finally sat down and watched right. it. How about you two? 19, 1973 you Best Picture, The Sting, starring Paul Newman and Robert Redford. That's going to be our midweek. I had never seen it. Dave? I bluffed my way through that conversation as well. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, Jack, thank you for no, the suggestion. No, I had, I, had yes. seen, I had seen some of it. No, I hadn't seen it in its entirety. Right. Well, everybody, yeah. join us. Join us midweek for this thing. That's going to be uh, the second movie we'll be talking about here live tonight for our live viewers and listeners. But first, we are going to get into Army of the Dead, which is Zack Snyder's release. As if doing his own cut of Justice League didn't give him enough free time to deal with, he decided to write, 
co-write and direct an uh, zombie army movie that we're going to talk about in a second. But first, why don't we go around the horn and say what we've been watching, give the people some suggestions. Dave, what you've been watching? Um, I actually, uh, during, I actually saw it a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure if I brought it up. I finally got the chance to watch Enter the Void. Mm. Um, holy hell, that, like, I've, you've heard me describe things as acid trips on film. This <laughs> took it to next level. It's a literal acid trip on film. Gaspar um, Noe, right? Gaspar Noe, how you yeah. pronounce his last name? Yeah. Yeah, it's Incredible. like this thing got like a 20 minute standing ovation at Cannes and stuff. But uh, it, yeah, it's it's an experience. I'm not yeah. going to say I liked it or didn't like it. I'm just going to say it is one hell of an experience to see. Yeah. Um, and very and gratuitous nudity all the way through it. So yeah, just brace yourself. Oh no. Um, and I also I also watched. Uh, I know it's, it's I hate it's, that. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> or it was. Um, <laughs> Mm. It's fine. <laughs> 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 for bad jokes too. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, all right. Um, I also watched the film we almost did this week, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you did. Angelina. I did. I, 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 yeah, I had some spare time. So I, I was like, I watched it. Pretty decent cast in that. Yeah, that's on my wish list to try and maybe yeah. watch this week. It's, yeah. um, nice. I, I must ask, is there a media release that's come out, though, in recent history where you don't want Aiden Gillis to die? because <laughs> he's famously Littlefinger from Game of Thrones and mm-hmm. yeah it's same in this what one platform, like just what platform waiting. is that on just in case listeners that, don't know that's HBO Max I think yeah I thought it was yeah. okay on HBO Max awesome sweet dude nice. is right. that it uh, John yeah I watched uh, uh, you know this franchise did not make our cut last summer Pirates of the Caribbean I was trying to think of a friend. I was kind of in the mood for watching more than one movie, you know, like in a series this week. And I was like, you know, I haven't watched that one since it came out. I don't think I've seen it twice. It was good. I don't know if I'll keep going. I watched Black Pearl. Sure. Fun stuff. Uh, then I watched uh, the Indian film, Dan Gall. I don't know if you guys ever heard about that in 2016, about based mm. on the true story of this man who was a, a national wrestling champion. <clears throat> he ends up training his daughters in India. And they went on to win like national champions and Olympics. And they crushed it and it, you know, broke down some societal barriers, Indian wrestling. You know, it's really huge over there. I was thinking about India a lot. Shout out to India this past couple of weeks. Terrible stuff. So I was just trying to get a little dip into their culture. That was really excellent. How about you, Jeff? Um, I tried to watch two movies. I tried to rewatch The Last of the Mohicans and I tried to watch Dances with Wolves. What were you feeling? The long epic movie. Spare time did you have this week? They're, they're both available. I didn't. I didn't get through. <laughs> Those either are much of them, longer movies than you ever choose to watch, dude. Those are the well, longest that's, movies I was I've ever heard you choose talk, to watch. <laughs> but we're talking about the Sting, and I'm like, you know what? I know the kids today aren't watching these old these movies, which I guess the last the Mohicans is an old movie, even though it's from the '90s. And I just was like, all right, I want to try out these like epics that everybody said, and they just are so. They're just a little boring. Like they just don't, they don't speak to our times. They are historical temples. It's like, what's Rossini's third best opera? It's like, you know, we're not going to go back and rewatch them. You know what I mean? If we go back to that time period, we're going to play the hits. And I just was, (laughs) it was sort of like, it was sort of like my last call at being like, maybe these epics that won a million Oscars a long time ago are proving that the Oscars are not a good tentpole for watching movies, even though the sting also did very well at the Oscars. But anyway, I tried those two movies and that's it. All right, Jack. Hovering over that buzzer. (laughs) <laughs> Jack, what about you? Um, I was a little bit all over the road this week. I watched, uh, rewatched the Hundred Foot Journey, which I love. Oh, sweet man! Yeah, that movie, yeah. great movie. Um, 
I'm completely obsessed with HBO's The Nevers. Have you seen that? No. Oh, you need to watch that. I, that. that I have. Yeah. That I have. It's full of uh, magic and steampunk, and you know, you put those two together, and and uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a happy guy. And uh, yeah, I know you love I, that shit. I love on Apple TV Plus Mythic Quest. I've seen I haven't got Apple Plus, so I've I've seen the trailer for it and I've I want to see well, it. Well so uh it's Rob uh McElhaney from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Charlie Day wrote a lot of the script. And it's about what? a it's oh it's awesome. It's about it's about a video game company, and the name of the company is Mythic Quest. So it takes you the episodes are, you know, uh behind the scenes how the game is made and the, the it's just hilarious. If, if, wow. you, if you like Charlie Day and and that kind of yeah. humor, you will love this. Yeah. Nice. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank Mythic, you very much. Mythic gonna, Quest. Yeah. I think I still have my yeah. free year subscription to Apple TV because of <laughs> yeah. something. I bought an Apple TV. I'm gonna hit it up. Thank you. Well, you got to watch oh. Ted Lasso too. If you if you have if you got an Apple TV Plus account, you got to watch Ted Lasso because uh, season two comes out uh, July already. Sweet. Yeah. And just for the Golden Globe beams of Jason Sudeikis, you should watch that. I also watched the season finale of uh, Saturday Night Live, and it looks like they're losing their, well, maybe two or three of their best cast members. (laughs) It looks like, just based on a segment at the beginning, Cecily Strong, Kate McKinnon, and A.D. Bryant were, like, weeping. And then Keenan was on stage with them, too. So it's possible that all four of them are gone, which is, like... uh, That's that's a major impact. Damn, so we'll see. Yeah. I, I I don't know. They didn't do the thing at the end of the episode they usually do in these finales, like Kristen Wiig's finale, for instance. Right. But at the beginning, the four of them were on stage, like crying, talking about their year. So it's right. it's it looks like we might lose them. Well, um, all right. Well, why don't we get into it and give the people what they've been wanting to hear, which is our conversation about Army of the Dead, which is streaming on Netflix right this very second. It came out this past Friday, May twenty first. As I said before, it's directed by Zack Snyder. He came up with the story and he co-wrote the screenplay. It stars Dave Bautista, who got a little COVID love for like looking like he was doing some cold reads or something at home with like his lighting set up. And he was like trying to reach out. I was like, I want to be an actor, damn it. And here he is in the zombie apocalypse movie. You also have, I am going to shout out Tig Natara because I really don't know very much of the, the other cast. I guess Ella Purnell is up and coming and uh, yeah. so is Omari Hardwick and Ana de la Reguera. Um, Theo Rossi, like other other people that I feel like I'd recognized before. And the plot of the movie is it's a zombie movie. But specifically, at least according to IMDb, the storyline is following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, <laughs> a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. I think the greatest heist ever attempted is a little subjective, but ultimately they are trying to get money that is locked in the vault of a Vegas casino when Vegas is quarantined and inside is nothing but zombies, death, and a zombie tiger. It's a it's a lot of zombies. Yeah, a it's lot a lot of zombies. zombies. And I'm pretty sure I'm, don't get. I, I actually think I saw this somewhere. I'm pretty sure this is actually Zack Snyder's Game of Thrones White Walkers script that didn't get picked up, so he took it and reset it in Vegas. Right? Because you, you got shit your... up. It's, it's, that, <laughs> dude, yeah, I'm making that up, of course. But come on, gonna you got... on, that's going to be on IndieWire tomorrow. You know they don't check their shit. You're right, they don't. <laughs> they need. To... All right, I can't tell if you're buzzing me or buzzing yourself. 
but there's super zombies like the White Walkers, and then there's peasant zombies like the the White Walkers. I mean, it's it's got everything in there. You got like your king and queen, and then like all of the minions that kind of follow them in there. You have that you shouldn't cross the wall to go into their territory unless there's something really important, which actually this is way more important than season fucking eight of Game of Thrones. This was a much better reason for going up first. Sorry, season seven. Sorry, you buzzed me because I said season eight. Anyway, that's my speech. Let's move on. Initial reactions. Friends, Jack, since you are our guest, I would love to hear, you just watched this a few hours ago in the broad daylight. What's your initial take? I liked it better than I thought I would uh, because, I don't know, I I got over the zombie thing a couple of years ago, it seems like. It was just too much, you know, overwhelming zombie movies and themes. But I I love Dave Bautista. And so Mm. I sat down and I watched this and, you know, I love the fact that they gave it a a plot other than just zombies will eat you, uh, with the yeah. heist with the heist plot line. I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was uh, really good the way they opened the film and sort of set up how the whole zombie thing in Las Vegas happened. Um, and it had a lot of action in it. I mean, it it almost got a little too too much with the same killing the same way over and over. It's like, okay, we get it. I think the movie was about a half hour too long. If it had been mm. like, <laughs> but, I, but I meant that in a good way. Yeah, really well, to be, way. to be fair, when I push play and I saw two hours and 28 minutes come up on the screen, yeah. I went, Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, but I yeah. thought it was. When I saw two hours and yeah. twenty eight minutes. I was like, "Oh, he's cutting them down these days." And <laughs> and uh, I want to I want to hear everybody else's take, and then I have some specific questions that maybe you can help me answer um, about you know certain things about the plot because it's like, wait a minute, I, I don't understand that. So I'm hoping you can clear it up for me. See, questions. See, that is good radio, friends. Yeah. We gotta take notes. See, Jack is a radio professional here. What's the what's the station again in Charlotte? It's K one oh four point seven. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Amazing. I, I can't wait for that. John, Dave. I don't think well, let's let's start with that. I don't think Jack is alone. And this is not necessarily negative or positive, but I think right. there are a lot of people out there who question whether or not Zack Snyder has, you know, the uh the moxie to cut the shit out of his scripts and his films. And I mean that in a good way. I I mean, sometimes Mm. this guy knows when to stand up and fight for some moments that are, shall we say, artistic or personal, because this is a person, let's give it, let's give credit where credit's due. He is a large superhero style auteur, which is not easy to do. He basically has DC wrapped up. He's one of their biggest producers and directors. He can do a movie like this whenever, you know, when he wants to. He can make his epic zombie movie just on the side, basically. Um, And I guess ultimately, I'm just not sure, you know, you're getting, I'm already seeing criticism and reading some things that people just like, ah, it's just too long. You know, why did he do that? You know, that might, that might be true. I, I do think there are, I do think his best moments in this movie are not because it's so long. How do you like that, Dave? You can't buzz me for saying that, can you, motherfucker? <laughs> that was uh, that was there. That was like that was <laughs> that was crafty. Uh, yeah, but I, I felt the same way Jack did in the sense that look, thank God it wasn't just about a, the typical zombie plot. Uh, I did like the opening too. I, I thought that was fun. Yeah. 
I was mm. like, ah, oh, cool. All right. Something's about to come out. Sure. That's how this is going to start. And then they zoom up over Vegas and you're like, great. All right. This is set in Vegas. This is going to yeah. be a Vegas movie. Let's hit it. Uh, and then there were some moments like in a lot of, you know, some, some other Zack Snyder films where I think the, one of the most important aspects about a, we have two movies going on here. We have a heist movie and we have a zombie movie. And I think uh, most people would agree that both of those genres need urgency and momentum. And I think sometimes Zack Snyder likes to roll as long as he can with some of his dialogue-driven scenes. So there were some moments that I was like, okay, I'm kind of, you kind of took it. I feel like you're kind of repeating yourself. And it did kind of take me out of it sometimes. And I guess there was, yeah, gotcha. yeah there you go. That was for you, Dad. <laughs> Did you guys feel like that at all? Or did you feel like it flowed really well and you were you were all in? Or were there some big story elements that bothered you? Or did well, you love? We'll get back to that. Let's pass it over to Dave, our de facto Zack Snyder expert. <laughs> yeah, man. I wouldn't go that far. Well, Dave um, and I usually defend Zack Snyder. I like I liked his Justice League long cut. I mean, I'm in Team Snyder's camp. Dave, what do you think? 28 Days Later is great, too. Yeah, I I mean, there there was there were problems with this for sure. I guess um, it's. I mean, it's called Army of the Dead. <laughs> we get what we were expecting. It was that, in, in my opinion, this was Zach returning to his indie roots because I I, I read yeah, articles yeah. about how they they kept the the crew down to a minimum, and he was his own DP. They had he had another guy shooting camera as well, but wow. he was the DP Good as well. Um, uh, which I'll touch on in a in a minute because there was one technical choice there that I was just dead set against. Okay. But as far as like they set this up in a really fun way, like that opening montage that goes for like the entire length of that song after after you get the setup. Viva right. Las Vegas. Yeah, and it's Viva Las Vegas, and you're just getting this montage scene of what's going down and the escape and everything. Uh, and I was like, holy hell! Like we we got that's a movie in itself that happened yeah. right yes. there. Yeah. And I'm like, I kind of want to see more of that. And then it settled down into this narrative story that you're right it just got a little too long and well, do, you mean, way, do you mean that yeah go, what do you think jack come at me i was just gonna say the the way they set it up uh, it's almost like they picked up the movie in progress uh because that opening montage you know must have lasted for several months um, and how do you get shipping containers from um uh, a tanker ship in the middle of the desert so quickly I noticed that right yeah. away. They used that <laughs> yeah, to build the wall around the city. Yeah, you want to know a fun, fun little story? The uh, there's uh, already a sequel to this. Well, a prequel. Um, it's in what? post-production right now. Holy shit! They've already shot a prequel. The guy, like, so clearly, I'm wondering, yeah. did they shoot it at the same time? And was all of that at the beginning, the next movie, Maybe. which is the prequel? Yeah. Right, it's, no, called it was... of, it's called Army of Thieves. If it was, that would justify exactly what you guys are, are pointing out. Um, if there isn't, I think I would still fall back on my my initial statement that not only is it those two genres, and I think those deserve and justify the kind of stakes and momentum and the pacing that I was talking about, but to set us up with a really fun catch-you-up exposition underneath Viva Las Vegas, like look at all this stuff yeah. that's been happening— and then to like Dave, you said settle down, like and then to kind pulled of it pull way us back. down. Yeah, they pulled the yeah. way. The energy. I was way ready back. to. I was ready. You know those roller coasters where you have to put on both of them and you're like standing up. I was ready. I was strapped in. I was like, this is going to be rapid fire. I thought yeah, Zack Snyder the, was going to bring something. The message I got from that, in, yeah, 
yeah, the message that sends is, okay, here's Zack, Eddie's roots, the gloves are off. Like, there, there is people, there's arms and legs and shit flying everywhere. And, yeah. like, zombie gory death, one guy, like, explodes gratuitously. And you're like, this is great. This is every zombie cliche known to man in the first five minutes of this film. This is going to end that, then it tells your story. That's Okay, wait, I there there are big picture political implications in this film too that i feel like he half-assed because the, there is so much violence <laughs> and death okay fine no no, no go for it the, what the president says <laughs> no but i'm explaining yeah. i'm explaining I'm, I'm saying that not to shit on the film but because you guys are right but first things first if you just want your gory zombie movie this is not your old-fashioned gore this is beautiful but he he makes these he makes the choice that i don't remember seeing in a lot of other zombie movies which is he murders people before they become zombies, which gets weird to watch after a while when you're like, there's a that's a normal person speaking normally, and it's a very bloody death before they actually become zombies. So now we're just annihilating humans. I mean, we know bites. it's coming. I know, but this was this was even more like this is very it was I don't it was stylized. Every movie is stylized, but it was still very realistic, and it was like, whoa, that's that's crazy. But I think what he was trying to do was he was trying to show how fun and crazy the zombie killing was and then to pull it back because society kind of crumbled when that happened. And it looked like the people that we turned to to get us out of this did some fear mongering. And so everybody's life was shit. It, it was like it, it kind of reminded me of the beginning of um, of Star Wars Episode 7. And when it's like they're just they're all buying like food from Simon Pegg in the weird suits, and it's like okay, okay stop for a second. Who else had to stop and think which Me, one I, fucking seven? Did you see was? my face? Yeah, I was, <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, hold on, a fucking second. Which one well, is seven? To be fair, I forgot the title of the film, which is why the one with Ray and Finn and the everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, there right. you go. There you, you go. You, you, Two billion dollars <laughs> at the box office. A lot of Halloween costumes out of that one. Anyway, and then the, yeah, the, they were gonna do the nuke on the Fourth of July, which the president thought would be like a super fun way of celebrating. Yeah, and, really cool idea. And really so, cool. but anyway, th- there's there are these. There are these political things, you know. We would we turn to authoritarians when it, when things get, but he just didn't do any of that. And so basically, it was just everybody's life being shitty to justify why they would do the task in the first place. But unfortunately, that's a lot of mud you have to get through. That probably would work very well in a series. I mean, most of this was written pre-pandemic. A lot of it, almost all of it, was shot pre-pandemic as well. Yeah, but I so mean, they were they were in the weeds with the like the the political statement. I'm pretty sure it's obvious where he was going with that. Yeah, n- not just the not just the <laughs> pandemic. I'm talking about like on Fourth of July, we're going to nuke people, and it's going to be the yeah. best fireworks of all time. Like, come on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, all all that aside, when you when you look at it, it is like there's some there's some great stuff in here. It sets up um, a whole cast. I'm going to lay something on you right at the end of the segment that I'll I'm going to say for that though because I, I'm going to blow your mind, but. Um, I love that they give you like they have fun with it a little bit. Um, it's not all serious once we get past that bit. It's they give you an Ocean's Eleven style visualization of the mission and how it's going to go, and you're like, "There's no fucking way it's going to go like that." Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. It's it's like they're all looking so cool and they're doing their thing, and it's like, no, that's not gonna, that's not how this is going to go. Yeah. And then from that point on, you're sitting there waiting for it to just go horribly wrong. Well, then it's funny because you already know there's the super zombies. So there, you watch that whole yeah. montage and you're like, come on, guys. This is, this is, this is, it is Game of Thrones season seven where you're like, look, we're just going to go north and we're just going to take a little white guy back and that's going to be it. And it's like, God, this is so stupid. What are you talking about? I know that there are zombie monsters out there that are basically 300 characters, but in Las Vegas and zombies, 300 shout out Zack Snyder. No, I, I know what you mean, but it was, it was a good montage. 
but then you realize that it's never gonna happen i did find though as well with the like by the time you got to where they're entering the city like i was yeah. watching it with my wife and there was one one character and we were like wait when did she join the team like you didn't really care like yeah. you cared about three or four of them yeah but the rest of them, you're like, yeah. She was and cool, I, though. I was happy to have her stick around. I yeah. was ready to kill everybody else off. And keep I, her- I thought uh, Tig Nataro was great. Yes! Shout really out to Tig. She was good. Yeah, uh, she, I mean, I, she's great in everything. She's in Star Trek Discovery as well. She's awesome in that. Nice. Uh, I, I, I haven't seen her in that. i got to watch that. But uh, Yeah, it's worth it. But, you know, the, the, the character, the guy with the uh, um, saw, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, feel he like, good. even though he closed the movie, you know, uh, I didn't, I didn't get as much of his character as I wanted and thought I would when they set it up with that, you know, him firing up that uh, power saw. I thought we're going to see, but it, it, yeah. it's like he he wasn't he wasn't that big a part of the story. It didn't seem. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. wondering does he play a bigger part in the in the prequel or something? Yeah, maybe. I, I don't I know. There, there was there was a lot of name. there were a lot of weird setups and no payoffs. Yeah. So, you know, if we're, and if we're going to be honest, you know, whenever you find yourself noticing those kinds of things, you know, you should never notice craft and that, that's writing craft, mm. right? You should never really think about that kind of thing. If, uh, if you felt like you were being pimped into something at the very, this, the epilogue at the end of this thing of him, like, you know, it kind of leap spoiler alert, turn your fucking phone off and watch this movie if you want to, you know, this Good movie luck. ends with him and just like people not getting on their phone. Yeah, sure. This movie. Well, <clears throat> It ends with him, you know, like realizing, you know, he has this whole final scene where he realizes, oh shit, I've been bitten. We already knew he was bitten, so how did he not know he was bitten? Like, you know, first of yeah, all, we can talk showed, about him. They showed that. that scene. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty sure yeah, that hurt. That scene pretty clear. <laughs> so I guess I don't know. Whenever you, uh, whenever you can see the 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 mechanics, I think you got to start asking yourself, like, what was happening story wise that you felt like you needed to to make that so obvious like it, it when it becomes indicative like and right. i don't know there were several there were yeah. too many moments like that for me that kind of got in the way of my favorite parts of this movie which dave i kind of want to hear what you have to say at the end technically because uh, i want to give a shout out to the the sound yeah. that was a very technical thing but i really enjoyed the sound design overall but i liked the noises the vocalizations yeah. of the zombies mm-hmm. when you're wandering they, through the when you're on wandering through a room full of zombies sound is important because right. there was that was very close quarters and they they used the sound quite well there i will but agree on did. that yeah I, and i'm um, assuming that... everybody i'm sorry i'm assuming everybody no, agrees with me in the understanding that the the king of the zombies was the soldier at the beginning of the movie correct because not all the zombies you know could fight like that this you know like two shots to, to the head and they're gone but he was like was... Did you... Was he the soldier, or was he the one that came out of the box? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the I one that to, came yeah, out of the box. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think to he clarify was a... that too. Oh, yeah, because the zombie outbreak was human caused, of course. This is yeah, all... I'm thinking. Not so, course. Jack, I thought, I thought that to answer your first question, I thought it was the the one who came out of the box. But I thought mm-hmm. he was a soldier. I thought it was like an experiment. Yeah, I thought he because... was a soldier, and they had experimented on him to turn him into a killing machine. And yeah. then the he got out. Of mass and, destruction. Yeah. All right. You well, guys right. have we gone don't... soldier. My wife went with alien because of the whole uh, Area 51 discussion just mm. before. Very exciting times. It it was, uh, Very yeah. interesting. Cool. It was, it was definitely one little... of them where it goes. He had like a crew cut and then his hair's long when he's the king yeah. of the zombies or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but that's not clear. You're right. And once again, like, 
Is that important? Maybe. Four people are sitting here saying like, I guess I would have liked to have known if there was, if we were supposed to be watching the lineage of how these zombies were created when the when the prologue ends with them looking at Vegas and realizing, okay, they're going to well, take over the whole I mean, world. in every zombie movie we've seen, the zombies are very slow, you know, and they just kind of yeah. slide and they walk. And, and some of these zombies were really fast, really well, fast. Is, yeah. is Dawn of the Dead... Z vibes. Is Dawn of the Dead the one where they decided to make, speed them up, which was Zack Snyder's other zombie um, movie? Twenty Eight Days Later, I think was it the was first Danny time Boyle. they went. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think they went full yeah. full speed zombie. And then and then World War Z. And so there are Danny, like some examples yeah, of runners. That's Danny Boyle. World War Z. They were fucking later. acrobats. But yeah, we've never had we never had runners that were also bigger than Dave Bautista, <laughs> Just, <laughs> who are also terrible at making out. By the way, well, I I didn't know I needed to see zombies making out. I was like, weirder. What's worse, that Avatar makeout yeah. or this one? It's yeah. like it's yeah. it's. Um, I saw too much of the Queen, by the way. I could have seen less of her. Like it would have been cool if she was more. Yeah, like that a was ghost. that was again. That was something that was built up, and then like they showed it to us way it's, too it's, early. It's like I almost felt the same as when I walked out of Justice League. It's like a, there was there was more of that, wasn't there? There's more of it that they cut out. No, there was two and a half hours of this. They should cut something else out. <laughs> yeah, but I'm wondering, did he shoot four? But it we, was, all, we always wondered. Yeah, they yeah. didn't really explain the zombies that were organized. And the ones that were just typical zombies, like, you know, in the baby thing. I mean, where did that come from? I thought that would have been interesting to develop a little bit more, but they did, you know, they had time because it was a long movie. This this was a franchise kickoff. Yeah, That's kind of what Dave, I I agree with you, dude, with both of you. But I think that's the point Dave was trying to make. Like, I know we're all saying that maybe two and a half hours was too long, but... Sometimes Zack Snyder does this in his feature films where he introduces things. So it's not that just that maybe the movie felt too long at two and a half hours, but just from uh, dramaturgy, to introduce an idea like the zombie baby and to not flesh it out and then to spend a lot of time on certain visuals or slow motion sequences with the music, it kind of doesn't add up sometimes. You feel like you're being let down in some aspects because you want more zombie baby and you maybe you want less, you know, slow motion you know, a storage container drop. Although I like the storage container drop and split. I thought that was yeah, cool. That was, you know what? You know yeah, what I'm that, was, that was kind of cool. So Jeff, you made a comment earlier a bit like maybe this would have been better for a series or Dave, did you say that's that? That's all I'm thinking about. I said that. Yeah. That's all I'm thinking about. And I think that what did he just do with room. Justice not just, not just a series, but get a writer's room in there and like flesh it out as a group. <laughs> I think I've, I've been seeing that a lot on Netflix and I don't want to mention anything other than Defy Bloods, but there's so many movies that are close that it's just like if there was a writer's room and they could really talk through everything and ultimately the director is going to have their vision. They're going to make what they see and that's just how it's going to be. And then in a TV show, it'll be the, the showrunner, EP, whatever. But there, I, I just feel like a writer's room could have helped this because I do think either a shorter version of this where they cut the fat or a longer version of this that they serialize both could have been really, really great. This was so close. It was so close. Yeah. I did like Batista. I thought he was great as an action lead. Yeah. Like as a as a lead. He carried it quite well. And heartfelt. Yeah, you think he was pu- pu- yeah, pushing yeah. away from his type. And, and I, I think instantly he was distrusted I inst- instantly distrusted Martin head of security. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, you know, you're meant to. They telegraph that. Um, did you hear the interesting story about Tig and her role in the film? No, but she no. was hilarious and she was awesome. Uh, she was not in the film. She wasn't on the shoot at all. Um Chris Delia was originally the helicopter pilot, and then he had that little scandal with the uh, alleged underage women, uh, and was Netflix. They basically went to Netflix and went, "We want to replace him." Netflix went, "We'll pay for it." 
great. They spent about $2 million digitally removing him from the film and Tignataro did her entire role after sh- like three months after shooting had finished or four months after shooting had finished or something in front of green screens and talking to no one. Holy well, okay, shit. so I do want to I do want to be honest. There were I'm glad you said that because as much as I enjoyed Tig, she was my favorite part of the movie. I wanted more of her. I did yeah. feel like she was talking to to no one. Like there were moments yeah. where I could tell the way that they had framed it, or the way they shot it, that she actually wasn't responding with another actor on, on the other side of the camera. And it did kind of some. There were some moments that did feel like that. So I'm not sure if it worked seamlessly for me, but it didn't matter mm. because I still loved yeah. her character. I, yeah, I mean, as an acting <laughs> accomplishment, it was okay. As a visual effects accomplishment, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. and like, her it was first, seamless. Her first and last, well, not last, but like the beginning and end of her um, in her journey in this movie. Um, we're really, really, really incredible. <laughs> yes. For the opening, when they're like, hey, we have this mission. Do you want to know the yeah. details? She's like, fuck yeah. no. No, why would I want to know the details? $2 million? My life sucks right now. Do you know what $2 million could do for me? I'll do it. Just don't don't tell me anything. I want to do it. And I was like, that is such a clever way. Yeah. I can't believe that's never been done. Great, there's some great gags in this. And then near um, the end where she where she has okay. to stay because she's the helicopter pilot and Dave Bautista's like, you need I need nine minutes. And she's like, God damn it, you son of a bitch. And she's <laughs> shouting at him like as it's really, really funny. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna draw two exceptions. I did not like the extreme depth of field okay. that he used with the lenses. Okay. Do you mind telling me why for this film at some, specifically? At some, at some points it was the the foreground was so crisp and the background was so blurred it just was distracting it looked like you did it to hide something mm. and do you think he was doing that to hide some you know some of the cgi backgrounds i i don't think so i i think it was just a lens choice cuz he he shot this on red and uh had the red modified to take the i think it was the canon i can't remember the name of the lens it was a canon lens on a red camera and yeah, I don't know. It's it just it, that that didn't sit with me. There were times when there was just this extreme, extremely shallow depth of field, and there were other times where there wasn't. Hmm. And it, like, it was when it when it wasn't, it was great. There was like subtle, but when it was, it was so extreme you fucking noticed it instantly. I think I agree with you. right at the and beginning. I think it was yeah. I think it was uh, again. It's one of those things that, like where you notice that kind of thing. You sort of got to you got to start asking yourself like, why am I even thinking about that? Like if you know, is it that yeah. is it creating that many problems? I want to ask a big story question. Um, how much fucking time passed between the ep- prologue and the movie, the beginning of the movie? Like the uh, how much time passed from the yeah. end of Viva Las Vegas to the beginning of our story after that song, after the prologue finishes? How much time do you think actually? I think passed? I think they mentioned at some point it was years or at least twelve months. Years, wow. Okay, because it did feel like a lot of time had passed, and I, and at the same yeah. time, I didn't feel like enough time had passed to justify some of the, the emotional conflict, the the, the specifically the conflict between Batista and his daughter, mm-hmm. um, really confused me a little bit, and I'm not sure if they planted the seeds as well as I wanted them to, to try to justify the eventual conversation they have about how you just disappeared on me. That was one of those things where, again, you're seeing the mechanics. I kind of was thinking, like, where's this going? And then she says that line. It wasn't that you had to kill mom, who was turning into a zombie. It's that you weren't there for me afterwards. Why didn't I see that? Why are you telling me that? Why didn't I get to watch that? That would have been something that is very easy to show and demonstrate through just some good kernel moments. 
Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I feel they, like they everything did, was kind of hanging over the cracks. Time, yeah. yeah like so were, in spite of this, yeah. in spite of this heist movie, you, you still want to, the people you're supposed to care about, you want to really care about. And, and I was just a little, it's not that I didn't care. I cared about Dave Batista. I cared about his daughter and I, I wanted to believe in their relationship. I was just a little confused by it. Was anybody else or was I just missing something? No, I think it's a valid point. I don't think they spent enough time setting up the characters. A little bit more time setting up those characters would have made them matter uh, to me more because yes. of what happened to him. Yeah. At the end and again, of the movie. I can't, and, I can't help but hear you use that, that, that uh, phrase a little more time. I think we're all kind yeah. of grappling with the same issue. There were things that needed to have more time and they, maybe right. he should have paid a little more attention to. And yet yeah. two and a half hours felt too long. So I don't really know what the answer was. I mean, there was, it felt too long because there were a couple other things in there that could have been expunged. Like you didn't need to set up that whole zombie mythology if it wasn't going to do anything. Right. Like um, the whole zombie baby thing. Like it, there was no point to it except it made him really angry. Can we just can we just wax on that for a second? What the fuck is the point in them procreating when they can just bite people and turn them? What the fuck? Can we just... Yeah. What the hell is the point of the zombie reproductive... I don't, I don't understand why it even mattered. Does anyone, well, was anyone maybe else they can only Maybe that? they can only breed super zombies. Right. Okay. I mean, no, they, they, uh, no, they bite. They bite super zombies. Like maybe super, we'll, super zombie bites. Maybe we'll see in Jeff, the sequel that the you're, you're the right. king of the zombies meets this showgirl, which I think is what yeah. the queen was like a showgirl and for sure. And they Man. they had a not relationship. To open, you know? Not to showgirls will just go home with anyone. They will. Jesus <laughs> not to well, open up the, the Game of Thrones door too much, but Jeff, just clarify clarify for me really quickly. The head White Walkers are different and they were yeah. they have to be created differently than the other ones right yeah 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 yeah. well and i forget i forget the lineage of it because it's in the books and they didn't talk about it much in the show but you have the wa- the white walkers and the whites are different right. this is really tricky terminology for radio because we're in 2021 but the white walkers and the whites are different the whites are the zombies the white walkers are the guys that can you can only kill with so Valerian, i think i the, i think the, i the totally agree with you Valerian steel and dragon stuff i totally agree with you then about how because it was anyone else super intrigued when they did introduce that? Oh, they're not like the ones who died in the sun that were too stupid. These are smart ones. I was intrigued. I was like, cool, yeah, he's creating same. a yeah. whole a whole new zombie culture. Yeah. Oh, I had never seen that before. It felt different than all the other zombie movies. And then I think he kind of dropped the ball. I mean, I was all I was completely on board when he raised that little baby up and when, you know, they did the kiss, which was weird. But when she was pregnant, I was like, what the fuck is happening? This right. is gonna be cool. I thought hmm. this is a whole new world of zombie. And zombie genre nothing. stuff and then it just it yeah, died they, like they didn't, like a dead baby they didn't tell you how the zombies became smart yeah you assume yeah, it's yeah. the soldier that they got out of the box you know oh yeah he's no they did this there was one throwaway line in the middle okay. of the film okay I mean, it was like was it? if if the if that one bites you you become a smart zombie if the other if the other smart zombies that he bit bite you you become a, a shambler so three uh, out of four dentists shambler. do not recommend. <laughs> yeah, all, I feel like all three of us missed that. Right? I we didn't can't catch show that. this man's face on t- on television. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it, it was the quick throwaway line. They just established that and moved on. Uh, okay, I had no idea because um, I'm not gonna. I was kind of waiting for a, uh, you know, in uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes when Andy Serkis finally yells no, and you're like, yeah. oh shit, that yeah. was like the yeah. moment where he you know establishes that higher level of intelligence. I kept waiting. For, for some kind of weird cinematic yeah. communication of that, and it didn't happen. So I was just a little a little frustrated that I didn't learn more about that. All right, it's, I'm going to quickly go yeah. through two other gripes, and then I'm going to 
uh, run through some beats for you, and I, I want you to just bear with me on this. Uh, 10 minutes on the nuke clock, and we're going to take a minute to discuss our feelings. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you doing? And I, know, and I know it was to set up, but it's, like, it's funny because my wife went, oh, she's dead the second she started doing that. Um, <laughs> two, don't count the bullets. Just sit back and have fun. Don't count the bullets. Don't count the bullets. Classic. Because yep. that will really annoy you. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I'm going to run you through some movie beats. Okay, so we got some movie beats here. Moving up a nuclear ranch is, is also interesting. Yeah, okay. So here we go. So they escape the zombies and they go away and, like, someone comes and tells them, you've got to come back. We need you to go back in. Okay? That's beat number back. one. I think I said that yeah. out loud. I think I said, we got to go yeah, back. Beat number two. Um, the stakes are increased by the discovery that there's civilians in there that they then may or may not have to go and rescue. Yeah. Okay. There's a there's a creature in there making more creatures, mm-hmm. like super creatures. Um, they have to go through a casino full of things where they have to be very very quiet, otherwise they're gonna like wake them up and stuff like that. Um, there's a betrayal, and the betrayer almost immediately gets justice when he tries to trap them and run away by himself. Um, they're right up to the escape point, and this is major spoilers we're coming into. They're right up the, the to the escape point, and suddenly he has to go back and rescue someone, and he's like, "Okay, meet me here." And and then of course you have the missing rescue gag, and then everything blows up, and they've got to escape the blow up. I just described the movie Aliens. Wow. <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yes and yes, thank you, you for sticking with me on that but this was aliens every fucking beat in aliens can be transposed into this interesting except yeah that movie aliens is awesome i mean it's impossible but as, as we we're going through i'm like no and then it was funny because i said to my wife i'm like he's gonna come out when he goes back the helicopter's gonna be gone and then it's gonna be just you know just there and at the nick of time and and like she high fived me because I was like, "Yeah, no, this is this is aliens. I'm watching aliens with zombies." I mean, I can't. And you know what? It's, it's not going to totally come down to this, but just to, since you pointed that out, and I think there's a lot of clarity there. There's a, I love the Ridley Scott, the first one. But if we're just talking about aliens, there is a tension, uh, in the aliens sequel that kind of you know pushes that story through it. So we've all brought up a different version of, but then I was kind of brought down, you know, at some point in this moment and it kind of just let me down. So I had never even considered that, Dave, because I think like, like Jack and Jeff might also feel, I kind of was concentrating more on the moments that kind of brought me out of it than I was celebrating maybe a classic plot line that has probably been used before Army of the Dead and between Army of the Dead and Aliens. I mean, Planet of the Apes, Ocean's Eleven... Game of Thrones, aliens. Like he clearly is just pulling things from 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 everywhere to make this movie, which maybe isn't so bad for and, I mean, a zombie usually, movie. Yeah, usually do that. I mean, there's, there's maybe movie. two or three original stories left, so he's he's pulling stuff right. to can like, but like this was a lot of the yeah. alien beats. I even like, thought a little bit about the hive theory from Men in Black too. <laughs> I mean, I I enjoyed watching it, but I yeah. found I found myself trying to explain things. You know, like, why did yeah. they do that? Why wouldn't they have done this? And I, I did that a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, some of it had to do with uh, they introduced some things that if you're not going to follow through on some of them, maybe you save them for the prequel. 
It is kind of cool oh, that they yes. went. Um, what's that Ben Affleck movie where they went to like South Africa, South America, just to like get money? It's it's cool that there's a zombie oh, movie. That's, that's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, Triple Frontier or something like that. It's Triple cool. Triple Frontier. Yeah. It's cool that they're trying not to either a save humanity or b just survive. Like all zombie yeah. movies, it's like no, we're putting ourselves into harm's way, and there's a lot of graphic death that comes in there. So there's you know there's yeah. a, there's some stuff that yeah, even though there's some story shit in there, yeah. like you might have some fun watching this movie. Yeah. I would definitely still, I just, I kind of wanted to ask you, I just, let's end on that. Like, I kind of wanted just to say like, look, if you're a zombie movie fan, if you're a Zack Snyder fan, you know, maybe a Dave Batista fan, are you still going to enjoy watching this movie? You might not think it's a great movie, but I still think I didn't, I'm, I'm glad I watched it. I had fun. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't. I didn't hate it. I, mean, it. I, enjoyed, yeah. I enjoyed the afternoon watching it, but it, it had some, it had a few holes that I thought could have been. It shot well. I, I wrote down two and a half hours is a lot of time to stake on a movie being excellent. And what I mean by that is in two and a half hours, somebody is going to question whether or not this is good. You almost want with a movie like this to get it out of there before they have too much time to think about. OK, since I've had an hour and a half since, you know what I mean? So anyway, whatever. Dave, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think we've covered this. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, if you love zombie films, you're going to love this. All right. If, well, there you yeah, go. if you're looking for something a little more, you might not find it here. Yeah. Well, if you were if you were a, not a zombie hardcore genre fan thinking, I'm going to take a chance on this new hmm. on this new zombie film. I don't know. You might you might not be happy. But with in saying choice, that, but... if you are a zombie fan, this ticks all the boxes. Like so. if yes. you're a horror movie yeah. zombie fan, then yeah, this this has everything that you want. There you go. Zombie babies. Zombies. All right, friends. Well, that's it for our discussion about Army of the Dead. Please, please check out the show notes to find us on all of the socials so we can follow and you can find out where to hear Jack on his show. And join us midweek where we are going to be discussing The Sting, Jack's favorite movie of all time. That's right.